0: If you're thinking about selling your house, boy, oh boy, now is the best time to do it. You've seen what uh, homes are selling for. You need the best real estate agent to guide you, whether you're buying or selling, Ann Dresser Coker. Her number is 303-229-6464, 303-229-6464. Ann Dresser Coker is the best in Denver. Not hyperbole. It is fact. She's the number one individual at Live Sotheby's International Realty. She's the number one top individual producer in the Denver Metro Association of Realtors. She has been that person for several years. You want to go with the best? I'm giving you the best, Andresser Coker, and she is a great negotiator. She has sold numerous homes in all of the finest neighborhoods in our area. Again, her number is 303-229-6464. She loves what she does. Uh, she's the best at it. I keep coming back to that. I've used her on a couple of occasions. I've sent people her way. Uh, give her a call, 303-229-6464, or visit her at www.andresser.com. A-N-N-E-D-R-E-S-S-E-R.com. Just had a cup of Boyer's Coffee. It's the best way to start the day. Good day, uh, good way to finish the day as well. They're the original legendary Rocky Mountain Roaster and they've been brewed in this area since 1965. They're the proud coffee partner of the Colorado Rockies and you can uh, find their product throughout the stadium, throughout the area. It's always smooth, it's always outstanding. And uh, I tell you all the time, the best way for me, just like you, you're probably on the go quite a bit, to get your Boyer's Coffee is have it delivered right to your house. Go to boyerscoffee.com and pick out your favorite flavors, your K-Cups, whatever it may be, and have it delivered to your house. It'll be there within a couple of days, and then you don't even have to worry about uh, putting it on your shopping list. But if you do, you can find it at all your favorite uh, grocery stores as well. Boyerscoffee.com, again since 1965. Proud partner of the Colorado Rockies, and they have been brewing legendary coffee for generations.
1: This week on the Drew Goodman podcast, the front office and I and the coaching staff felt as though we needed to upgrade the power. I think we've done that. The 2022 season is here and Drew's got a full Rockies preview along with manager Buddy Black. I think we can we can contend all the way through the season. Uh we could be there in September, you know, fighting for the division, fighting for a playoff spot. In my mind, I can, I can envision that based on our talent.
0: Subscribe to the Drew Goodman Podcast wherever you find podcasts. And thanks for telling a friend. This is the Drew Goodman Podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It is show number 144. It is the day before, actually, as we tape this kind of two days before, the opening of the 2022 season. What a circuitous route to get here. Season starting a week late. We know why. But thankfully, thankfully, they're going to play all 162 and we can talk about baseball and achievements on the field and the storylines between the lines as opposed to what is going on in boardrooms or as uh, frequently during the offseason, what wasn't going on in boardrooms. And that was a resolution until March the 10th. But again, that is history, man. It's all about baseball now, all about hardball Buddy Black's going to join us in a little bit and kind of break down in a candid fashion because that's Buddy, his 2022 Colorado Rockies, and we'll uh, we'll do our own kind of breaking down of, of the Rockies as they embark on their 30th season. We'll do that uh, in a moment. Some reflections from spring training. You've heard me over the last uh, few weeks, spent uh, most of my time down in Scottsdale. I was down in Florida uh, as well. Love spring training. Uh, I I love the relaxed nature of spring training. When it comes to Scottsdale this time of year, the weather's great. The moods typically are really good. Everyone's undefeated. Uh, So uh, big, big fan Of this time of year. But now it's time to put your game face on because you're going for real. There were a few stories that I wanted to share with you really quickly. Uh, I'm going to leave names out of this and you'll understand why. But I was talking to one manager not too long ago about one of my favorite things about spring training. When you're broadcasting a spring training game, and we do half a dozen each year on AT&T Sportsnet, it's, it's funny because the first you know, six innings, thereabouts The starters or big, bigger names are playing And and so you're, you're watching And then, God bless these kids But then a lot of minor leaguers come in and, and, you know, we all Every announcer has fun with it 95's in the game, it's short We don't have them listed anywhere 93's pinch hitting And you have a bunch of young players all over the field Now they deserve their due They're professionals And they're, they're trying to work their way to the big leagues But it be, becomes, you know crazy from a broadcast standpoint, uh, at those times. And also from a managerial standpoint. So one of my favorite things that happens, and you know, there's a bunch of ties in spring training, every team, looks like, you know, the NFL from 50 years ago where a team was, you know, seven, five and two. Well, the, the, you see those records, that third column, uh, in spring training baseball, but, again, getting to one of my favorite gestures, the ninth inning will be over, and it's 7-7. And if it's Buddy Black looking across at, you know, Terry Francona, who, you know, manages the Guardians. And they'll kind of do the throat slash as if that's enough. We're going to go home now. We'll finish in a 7-7 tie. You have a great year. We'll see you down the road. See you later. Well, that's one of my favorite um, signs during spring training baseball. Well, I was talking to a manager about that, and I was kind of relating, uh, you know, how I that, that always cracks me up, and we always hope for that, so there aren't extra innings in, uh, in spring training baseball. Every once in a while, you know, they'll play a 10th inning if there was a pitcher who needed work. And this manager said, oh, he goes, what we do if we think there's any chance there's going to be a tie, we have a guy we bring along that if we put in the game on the mound – There's no way it can stay tied. (laughs) I thought it was hysterical, kind of throwing a guy uh, under the bus. But uh, that's their their tiebreaker. This is a guy that takes the mound if the game is tied in the ninth inning to ensure that there are no extra innings. What other stories come out of uh, spring training? There's always this one. When starters are playing a road game and make the trip. And you see this a lot in Phoenix. Florida, the trips are further because there's greater distance between the clubs. But, I mean, the the longest drive you have to make, you know, if you're in in Scottsdale at Salt River Fields, the Rockies have to go up to Surprise, and that's about 40 minutes or so, or maybe down to Goodyear to take on the Reds, similar uh, type of uh, time in the car. But starters will not go on the bus because they know – After five innings, it's five and fly. They're going to get two or three at-bats, and they're done. They're not going to wait and watch the rest of the game, game that doesn't matter. They're going to get in their cars and drive back. Well, oftentimes, they don't even bother showering at the road facility. They'll do that back at Salt River Fields or whatever their home ballpark is. So you may be driving on the uh, 101, cruising home from work, or maybe going somewhere if you're down in the Phoenix area and you kind of glance to your left to your right and the guy next to you you say wait a second I know who that guy is I saw him on television and he's wearing a baseball uniform he's wearing a major league uniform it's not like you know Joe Pazuka, who's going to a softball game at, at seven o'clock at night I mean it, it could be you know the cleanup hitter For the Texas Rangers driving down the street in his Lamborghini. That's one of the things that, and believe me, it happens down in spring training, especially uh, in Arizona on a pretty regular basis, or guys carpooling. And you see three or four big leaguers in a car, and they're all wearing major league uniforms. Pretty funny stuff. But uh, it was an enjoyable, quick three and a half weeks of spring training. And the number one thing that the Rockies accomplished was staying healthy. Now, I know on the uh, eve of this season, they have a couple of guys who went on the COVID list. Hopefully, that's uh, very brief. Bob Stevenson and Bob. He's going by Bob now, by the way, not Robert Stevenson. And also uh, Colorado's own Lucas Gilbreth, who's looking to really uh, continue the success he had, especially in the second half of last year, working out of the uh, bullpen. But other than that, the Rockies are healthy, and that is a must for a team, especially in their rotation, that's not deep. So let me start. I'm not going to do the whole, okay, they're going to win this many games. Here's my prediction. Everybody does that. Play 162. The favorite in the division, as they should be in the West, are the Dodgers. Now, I will say this. The Dodgers are great on paper. Last year, I thought they had the greatest roster I've ever seen compiled, and they still didn't win at all. I don't think they're as good this year on paper. I still think they're terrific. I think anybody in baseball would trade their roster for the Dodgers roster, but I I don't think it's quite as deep. You don't have A.J. Pollock. Kenley Jansen's now in Atlanta. They're going to ask Craig Kimbrell, who's been great. To close games. Don't know if they have the the same depth. Obviously, Max Scherzer is now in New York. Participating in the sport for the New York Mets. Padres, they're without Tatis. They have a a great roster. And and the big sign in the offseason for them is, is they got a terrific manager in Bob Melvin. Because they underachieved last year. For me, the Giants, everything aligned last year and they won 107 games, they could drop off by 20-plus, and it wouldn't surprise me at all, which gets us to the Rockies. Those factors, in fact, that the Rockies are not going to be facing two teams that want a combined 213 games during the regular season – there's some more wins in there. That's going to help the Rockies. Because the way I look at it, and I I started to allude to this a moment ago, as opposed to saying, okay, I think the Rockies are going to win 78 games or 85 games or, or pick a number. I'm going to say for the Rockies to be 82 wins plus, above 500, and with the addition of a third wild card, if you're above 500, you're going to be in the mix for, in all likelihood, the final wildcard spot. So how do they get there? Again, I'm not going to pick a number. The way they get there, I'm going to steal a line from Buddy, and you may hear him say this uh, later on in the interview. But you need incremental improvement from several guys. And we're going to start with offense, because the Rockies' offense the last few years has not been good. Shocks a lot of people because they play at Coors Field. Their road offense last year from a batting average standpoint, if you want to start there, they hit 217. From a WRC+, plus, which is an advanced metric, weighted runs created, uh, that takes into the account ballparks, they were dead last in baseball. That clearly has to improve and improve considerably. And so you say, well, okay, well, where's that going to come from? Because Trevor Story, middle-of-the-order hitter, superstar, he's gone. Well, the, the Rockies sign, Chris Bryant. You hope that that becomes a wash in terms of offensive numbers and you've replaced the performance offensively of Trevor Story. And you say, okay, well, then that's a wash. Where else are you better? Rymel Tappi is traded to Toronto. Randall Gritchick comes aboard. They have to hit more homers. I've said this on previous podcasts, you want to see them hit 40 to 50 more homers this year. Gritchik's going to help in that department. He's a guy that consistently has hit you know, 20 plus home runs, and you would hope it would be easily that this year. Then I come to, again, incremental improvement. That's not guys going from, say, oh, he hit 12 home runs last year and he hits 35 this year. That is dramatic improvement. That is breakout improvement. And we'll get to that term in a moment. So incremental improvement for me is a guy like, we'll start with Ryan McMahon, who's in his early prime, just signed a six-year, $70 million extension. We know he's a good, solid player, terrific fielder. We've seen him hit 20-plus home runs a couple of times. Can the incremental improvement for Ryan McMahon, can he go from 24 homers which he hit last year, to say 30. That's not a ridiculous amount of improvement, but it's solid. It's six more homers, and maybe the RBIs from in the 80s, depending on where he hits in the lineup, jumps up 15 or so. That's what I'm referring to, incremental improvement. Ryan McMahon would be a prime candidate for me to have that kind of improvement. I'll give you three other guys. Sam Hilliard, favorite topic of mine because his talent is intoxicating. Big and strong. He touches the baseball and it flies over the moon. Super fast, 6'5", 230, 235 pounds. I think a pretty good center fielder. We know he's struck out a lot. We also know that, you know, he's a year older. He's not he's not young. This is not a, a puppy. He's 28 years of age and he's had... You know, some great trauma in his life, losing his dad last year after a courageous battle with Lou Gehrig's disease. He recently got married. He has a baby. His wife has a baby uh, on the way. So can Sam Hilliard, again, incremental improvement, can he go from a guy that we've seen him in double-digit home runs, we've seen the strikeouts, can he cut down on the strikeouts, can he become a 20-plus home run guy? I mean, you you know the potential's in there for him to hit 30-plus, but again, incremental improvement. Can he be a guy in 400 and some odd at-bats that hits 22 homers, cuts down the strikeout rate a little bit, raises the on-base percentage? I think that's very doable. Two other guys I want to mention. Connor Joe, when he was healthy last year, 379 on-base percentage. And I'm telling you, when the game was on the line, if I could handpick one guy, oftentimes to to take an at bat, oftentimes for me, it'd be Connor Joe. He gives you a great at bat. He's got gap power, hit the ball over the wall, coming off a great spring. He has the confidence. I was talking to him about this. Now, he knows he belongs. He's got great humility. He's got phenomenal work ethic. But he can make, you know, a nice step forward because... He wasn't there full time last year and some injuries robbed him late in the season. But if he's there every day and he's out there for 450 at bats or so, can he all of a sudden be, you know, 15-17 home run guy with a, you know, a 360 on-base percentage, well over 800 OPS? I think so. I really do. I think the coaching staff believes that. And the fourth name I'm going to give you, is not somebody of the younger generation, the 20-something crowd. He's a guy in his mid-30s, and that's Charlie Blackman. Charlie last year hit 270, at 13 home runs. Charlie's going to move most frequently to the top spot in the lineup. His work ethic, as you know, is without parallel. Nobody outworks Charlie Blackman. Nobody outworks him, not only physically, but in the mental preparation to get ready for that evening's pitcher, or pitchers. And I could very easily, he had a real strong finish to spring training for what that's worth. I could really see Charlie making incremental improvement over what he did last year. He's not going to be, it'd be a, it'd be a wonderful, pleasant chalk. He's not going to be the mid 30s homer guy that he was. Just like, as we've said for the last few years, Charlie's not going to steal 43 bases like he once did. But can he jump from 13 homers to 18? And at the top spot in the lineup, Instead of the 270 average and whatever is on base percentages, can that go up some? I think so. I really do. So those are four candidates for me to help that offense make a, a, a nice jump, which they need to. And that's not even talking really about Chris Bryant now being out there every day in left field, the former National League MVP. Um, and again, we touched on him. And we touched on the addition uh, of Randall Gritchick. But McMahon, Hilliard, Joe And Charlie, can they make incremental improvements over last year, which add up to to meaningful numbers and then get you over the hump in several games and turn some losses from a year ago into wins in 2022? That takes me to breakout candidate or candidates. There's some teams that may have multiple young players that you think, man, if if the planets align, they have the talent to really break out and become a big-time player. I don't think the Rockies have multiple players that would fall into that category, but they have one for me. He played his first full year in the big leagues, and it wasn't really a full year because of injuries. He had a hamstring injury to start, and he missed basically two months, and that's Brendan Rodgers. It's a guy that was drafted third overall out of an Orlando-area high school because of his bat. He was a shortstop then. You know he's a second baseman today. He was drafted because of his bat. And over the first couple of years, it took him a while when he had opportunities to swing the bat. But he hit a home run. He finally hit his first big league home run. And I know it's just one home run. But if you talk to Brendan, as I have on a number of occasions about this, his confidence took off and he realized as all big leaguers who establish themselves do. They have a point in time where they know they belong. Brendan Rodgers not only knows he belongs, he knows he can excel. And his preparation as he's grown up and matured has matched that. His work on the field, his work on his body So I can see Brendan Rodgers, played 102 games last year. He had 15 home runs, 12 were out on the road. He had an OPS on the road just under 900. He was better on the road. I could see him making a big leap. And that would be someone who goes from, say, 15 homers to 25-plus and is a 95-plus ribby guy and maybe flirts with hitting 300 and has an OPS 850 or even better, because he's young and he's super talented. And I also think that he has a chance, especially if some of what I'm talking about comes to fruition, where he's hitting in the three hole, where it's it's Blackman, it's Bryant, and then it's Brendan Rodgers. So for me, you have four guys that I, you'd like to see make incremental improvement. Uh, again, I'm not touching... You know, guys that have been doing it for a while, like Chris Bryant. You need Chris Bryant to be Chris Bryant, clearly. You need Randall Gritchick to kind of put up the numbers he historically has and be a 20, 25, maybe, fingers crossed, even better than that home run guy. Uh, But McMahon, Hilliard, Joe Charlie, incremental improvement, and then a breakout candidate, a big year, a coming out party year for Brendan Rodgers. That's how that offense will improve. That's how that offense will go from one of the poorest offenses in baseball uh, to you know, significant strides forward, which will naturally impact the one-loss column. The other area I'm going to talk about, to get to 82-plus wins. That was the whole premise of of this conversation. Get to 82-plus wins, be a contender for a playoff spot. Because it's all about getting in the party, man. Just like the NHL. Team with the best record often doesn't win it. See the avalanche last year. The Avalanche this year probably going to win the President's Trophy again. And hopefully they do win it. But the, the Dodgers won 106 games, didn't win it last year. The Giants did them one better, won 107 games. They didn't win it. The team that won it had 88 wins. So just get in the party, get in the tournament. It's like the NHL. If you get in the tournament in Major League Baseball, you got a shot. So this is all about getting in the tournament. We talked about the offense. Um, I talked about the bullpen last week. I'm not going to go down that street today. I'm going to talk about the rotation. It is the strength of this club, but it's thin. There's there's the big four, and it begins with Herman, even though he'll start on Saturday, and Kyle Freeland will start on Friday. The best talent is the all-star from a year ago, Hermann. For me, Herman needs to take that next step, and he'd be the first to say this. We've seen him dominant. We've seen him flirt with no hitters. He has easy cheese. He has a great slider, a curveball. I mean, he can easily punch out. You know, when things are are going well, he can punch out twelve, thirteen guys in a game and dominate any lineup in baseball. But he's got to stay away from the three or four or five where he's just non-competitive for some reason. He just he can't get out of an inning. Buddies talked to him about that. He he's abundantly aware. And then you go from you know really good pitcher to an elite level pitcher. And he has that ability. And it's been very rare for the Rockies to have a guy like that. The only other guy that's in the same class, talent-wise, that the Rockies have ever had as they embark on their 30th season is Ubaldo Jimenez. That's it. We've had other guys who, who did really well. We know how well Jorge De La Rosa pitched in a Rockies uniform, particularly at Coors Field. We, had, we saw Kyle Freeland finish fourth in the Cy Young in 2018. And we need him... More like that guy. I think that's going to be a career year. When you when Kyle hangs it up years from now, you'll probably look back and go, Man, that was his best year. But he needs seasons coming up, and this one in particular, that are closer to that than a guy who's got a mid four ERA or higher than that. So those are the first two guys. And then Sensatella, who's he's made wonderful improvement in his ability to spin the baseball. Now now he has a good slider. He used to not be able to really spin it at all. Ground ball guy with a mid to upper 90s fastball, guy who's not afraid. Like to see the strikeout rate improve some of 120 qualifying starting pitchers. He was 117th last year in strikeout rate, a little more than six per nine innings. You'd like to see that go up, but he's going to induce a lot of ground balls. Great trust in him. I like Austin Gomber. I like the four pitch mix. I like his competitiveness. He's still a young guy at the big league level. The most important factor with those four guys, as it is with any rotation, but but that rotation is one that a number of teams would trade you theirs for the Rockies. But they have to have, and I'm knocking on wood in the background, they have to have they have to have good health because the Rockies are thin after that. They went and picked up a a guy in Chad Cool who's been you know back of the rotation guy. In Pittsburgh, there'll be some good, there'll be some not so good. That's what you get typically from a number five starter. And then after that, there, there's not a lot of proven commodities. You're going to see like a Ryan Feltner. Uh, he, you know that Rollison is is hurt to start the year. The Rockies' former number one, Ryan Rollison. Peter Lambert is starting the year, still trying to come back from Tommy John surgery from a couple of years ago. So they need their big four to stay intact and, and make as many starts as possible. I mean, if they're if all four of those guys are somewhere 28-plus to 30-plus starts, the Rockies really have a chance. That's how, for me, you get to 82-plus and you're in the mix. Is it far-fetched? I don't think it's far-fetched, but again, you're going to have to have good health and, and you're going to have to have those nice stories we talked about where guys made incremental improvement And you have, you know, potentially that breakout year from Brendan Rodgers. So that's uh, my synopsis on the uh, eve of the Major League season starting for the Rockies of Colorado. But uh, more importantly than my two cents, uh, let's get uh, the opinions of the Rockies, now longtime skipper, Buddy Black, in our Ideal Home Loans interview of the week. Here's Buddy. All right, Buddy, before we get to baseball, most importantly... Um, I understand at least the Southern California chapter you're in the running for, uh, early grandfather of 2022. Is that accurate? Am I getting good information? Uh,
1: I think you are. It's what I've been told anyway, that I'm on the, I'm on the, I'm on the ballot. I'm a candidate for grandfather of the year. And I think partially uh, Drew, cause I have twins, not, uh, so, you know, makes it, uh, you know, doubly, uh, more pleasurable, I guess. So, uh it's been great it's it's uh it's been a it's been a fun uh last you know half a year uh with twins and also a a, a three year old
0: granddaughter as well how many times have you uttered to nan your better half i forgot how much energy
1: this takes yeah, a lot <laughs> you, you, you you do forget right because uh, my daughters are now thirty four and thirty uh, so you know 3 decades that uh, you know I we had to go through the changing the diapers the the bottles and then when you have twins well, obviously it's a you know it's a little more time consuming but yeah I I you you forget fast uh, those first couple of years for sure yeah. This offseason different for every, everybody involved in baseball in
0: whatever capacity. Would you take out a yellow pad periodically and go, OK, I think my roster will look like this. I, I know we're hunting this guy in free agency when free agency comes back around. How, how did it work from your standpoint?
1: Well, uh, you know, we're we meaning, you know, the coaches and I in our front office, you know, we you know, as the as the lockout started, you know, first week of December. Uh, You know, we knew we couldn't talk to players uh, about players with agents. You know, that was, you know, both sides. I mean, gag order on both sides. They couldn't call us. We couldn't call them. But, you know, we knew that, uh, you know, prior to the lockout, you know, free agency was abound. And we talked to a lot of players, a lot of agents. So we knew that, you know, we had some irons in the fires, uh, you know, with some players and also some other players that we identified that we didn't quite get to. Uh, that coming out of the lockout we would, uh, you know, we would try to get to and talk to see what their status was. So, uh, we, you know, we knew the the club that, uh, you know, we were going to have, you know, pretty much, right? I mean, something like, you know, Brendan and Mac and Hampson and Hilliard and Kyle and, you know, down the list of guys that, you know, we knew were going to be part of our team. But, you know, a couple pieces in the bullpen – you know, a couple additional bats we were hoping to get. Uh, but you never know how those are going to play out. You know, obviously, we got one big one. Uh, you know, we traded for another one. But and it, it never stops, Drew, really. I mean, you're always trying to, you know, tweak your tweak your club to get it uh, to the best position you can. Uh, and that even happens, like, during the course of the season, too, when, when things get underway. But uh, this offseason, I might not have put the – put the pencil to the pad uh, as much as I normally do, though. When you have
0: a wish list, and every manager does, and I would assume you are never completely satisfied because, you know, you you like to roll out the 27 Yankees, right? Are are you pleased as you embark on this season with some of the changes that have been made? And and you kind of alluded to, you acquire a big name in in Chris Bryant, you know, Rymel goes to Toronto, and and you get some thump back in, in a Randall Gritchick.
1: I think with uh what we were thinking is that our offense has been down the last couple of years, and uh, you know the front office and I and the coaching staff felt as though we needed you know we needed to upgrade the power and I think we've done that right uh you know Grich comes with power potential a track record of hitting homers uh Bryant comes with a track record of slugging percentage doubles homers so I think those two guys if they do what they normally do I think it's an upgrade uh, you know for our offense combined with where we are with with Brendan where we are with Mac a year older a year wiser hopefully crony uh, can do what he did last year which was a great year uh, for CJ uh, Chuck uh, was solid especially in the second half. Uh, Elias Diaz. So I mean our lineup has the power potential which I think we need uh, in our park and I think in our division where uh, the pitching's tough, And, you know, one swing with a guy or two on can really make a big difference in in outcomes. When you look at some of the younger guys,
0: and and we're always looking for that guy who can make a jump. And and you've heard me before. It's not just me. A lot of people, because he has tantalizing ability, a guy like Sam Hilliard. There are plenty of guys that, that, you know, never completely evolve. And, and the reason I keep bringing up Sam is that he's a year removed from, you know, tragedy in his life. Um, he's, he's a kid that, you know, still only has, what, 400 and some odd plate appearances in the big leagues. Not just him, but, but some of these younger guys to make the Rockies better collectively. Do you feel good about where some of those guys
1: are? Yeah, I, I, you know, Sam's, uh, you know, he's, he's so intriguing, right, because of the athlete and the, and the power and the speed you know, he can impact the game in a lot of ways. Uh, and we need him to take the, uh, you know, really, truly, Drew, the, the next step in two areas, right? If he can increase the batting average by, and it's, you know, twofold, right? By putting the ball in play more, cuts down his strikeout rate. And so often, uh, you know, a player, you know, just by putting the ball in play helps the team, and we need that more on a consistent basis from Sam. Uh, I would really like to think that, you know, increased performance, it doesn't have to be a ton, but, you know, Brendan's potential, McMahon, Hampson, if those three guys perform just a little bit better, and, you know, it's not asking a ton because they're very talented players. That helps the entire group. You know, we, we just need – just a little bit more from everybody, and that helps our offense. And again, I mean, you need you need the pitching too. It all has to come together uh, for us, and a lot of teams, right? Because you have those players that not that they're uh, unproven, but they just haven't done it for uh, you know six, seven, eight years. We have a couple of guys, Chuck has, Brian has, but a lot of our group just hasn't. Pass the time, like other players on other teams, uh, the, the collection of certain players on certain teams have. And we got to get to that point. We'll have more with the Rocky Skipper Buddy Black in a moment. But first, this
0: for Ideal Home Loans. I always tell you that uh, you and I are exactly alike. You're trying to save money. And uh, if you're trying to save money when it comes to your mortgage or, as we were talking about earlier, selling your house, buying a a piece of property, you want to make sure you're in the best product from a rate standpoint. So give the best in the business in our area a call. Ideal Home Loans at 303-867-7000. That's 303-867-7000. And Brent Ivinson's team will guide you. They're going to listen to you first. They're going to find out you know, where you are, what you're trying to accomplish, what you're trying to accomplish long-term, and then they're going to put you in the best product at the best rates possible uh, so you are saving the most money. It's pretty simple. Do as I've done on several occasions and uh, do as so many have done, not only here in the Rocky Mountain region, but also down in Arizona. Give Brent Ivinson's team a call at Ideal Home Loans, 303-867-7000. They have an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, and they've been doing it for more than two decades. That is Ideal Home Loans, 303-867-7000. I don't know how it happened, but it's April. And you know what happens every April. Finally, the snow goes away. Spring is in the air and you're thinking, man, I got to clean up the yard. Well, we have the products for you at Steel. SteelUSA.com or SteelDealers.com. There are more than 10,000 dealers around the country. Again, it's S-T-I-H-L. And they'll have you loaded up with everything you need to make your property pristine. Trimmers, blowers, chainsaws electric if that's your thing, gas-powered if that's your thing, or battery-operated. I always push those because uh, they're so powerful, they last forever, and they're really nimble. Check out their large, large assortment of wonderful products to help you help your neighbors out. It's Steel Dealers or SteelUSA.com, S-T-I-H-L. Fill up your garage now. Now more with Buddy Black. I know you. You were a hell of a pitcher. The sport hasn't changed from the time the kids are, you know, eight years old all the way up. The sport will always be about the guys who take the baseball uh, on the mound. Do you feel good with the depth you have in terms of starting pitching that you're going to get most most of the time? You're going to get a, a quality type of uh, a performance that's going to keep you in a game, so to speak.
1: Yeah, I feel good about our. Starters in that regard, for sure, because uh, we're at a point now where three of them, you know, for me, have passed the test of time. Herman, uh, Antonio, and Kyle have a five-year players with with us with the Rockies. They're not kids anymore, right? There's, you know, when I when they first came up, they were youngsters, you know, rookies in seventeen. And the growing pains of a second season. And then the 19 season. Then the COVID year. And then, I mean, you know, we've seen them grow up. So I feel good about them. I feel good about Gomber. College pitcher, developed through the Cardinals, came to us, broke through with us. I think he's going to be fine. Chad Kuhl, uh, who we got from the Pirates. Ryan Feltner, who's in AAA. Uh, uh, Ashton Goudot, who's going to be in our bullpen. Ty Block, uh, who's going to be in our bullpen, who's pitching the big leagues. Uh, Those guys are pitchers. I I don't have to worry about them preparing the right way. Uh, Their stuff uh, plays in the big leagues. Uh, I feel good about their potential performance every day. The the other team is going to have to beat them. Those guys will not beat themselves. So I I do feel good uh, from the starting pitching standpoint about us being able to do it every night
0: since we're talking pitching cliches i'm just going to roll into the next pitching cliche a manager's best friends is bullpen and the way i describe it which means a whole lot less than when you describe it is the arms that you have to potentially protect a lead late are the kind of arms that you want to have they're not finesse arms now the question is can enough guys do it are they seasoned enough what's your take on, on where you are there
1: yeah yeah i mean, it's a great read you have it the right you have it you have it uh, properly phrased They got the arms right that you'll find now 30 teams uh eight guys in bullpens 240 pitchers roughly uh relievers they they all have big stuff they all pretty much have strikeout potential as do our eight or nine guys, uh, they can get a strikeout. Uh, where we need to bridge the gap of stuff and performance is limiting our walks, you know, minimizing the damage, you know, especially in our park where it's so hitter favorable, um, and and the consistency of performance from April to October, you know, we can't be variable in the bullpen because. Uh, you know that leads to losses that you know you you maybe should win, and that's you know obviously the the separator from a lot of good teams that you know when you have the lead, you win the game. Uh, you know the years that we've won here, the last you know in, in my era, good bullpens, right? Greg Holland led the National League in saves in seventeen. Wade Davis led the National League in saves in eighteen. Uh, Otto Chris Russon, Scott Oberg, uh, good years uh, in those years, uh, and other guys around them. I'm missing a few guys. But, you know, we need those types of performances by individual bullpen guys to have a good year.
0: Did the Chris Bryant and and Richard thing, there, there was so much negativity, as you know, buddy, around the club, um, you know, locally, nationally, does it, does it help change the narrative and, and do you kind of feel it? Do you have a sense that, th- that the narrative can turn? And obviously it, it comes with performance. We understand that. But the fact that a big name, like a Chris Bryant said, no, I want Denver to be my home. uh That sort of thing.
1: Yeah. That's a, that's a, that's a huge positive thing. That sends a message, I think to, you know, obviously the Denver community, our fans and even nationally, uh, you know, I don't quite get, uh, you know, the number of ne- negative comments, uh, about some of the things that we've tried to do over the years. You know, the, 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 some of the m- contracts that we've uh, given players in the hopes of, of performance and talent. Uh, you know, that shouldn't be, <clears throat> you know, that shouldn't be put aside. But, you know, Chris Bryant signing here, uh, Herman, Sign an extension, Antonio signing an extension, uh, other players that uh, you know have have talked about wanting to stay i mean it's these are all good things, so uh, huge message not only for you know outside of our clubhouse but inside our clubhouse, probably more importantly,
0: yeah with where you are, and I know you could care less about what national media thinks and, and prognostications. The Rockies can be what in 2022?
1: I think we can we can contend all the way through the season. Uh, we could be there in September, uh, you know, fighting for the division, fighting for a playoff spot. In my mind, I can I can envision that, you know, based on our talent uh, or potential talent. But, you know, we got to do it on the field. We got to do it between the lines. Right. Uh, but, Drew, it can happen. I mean, we got, you know, we got a nice group of players and there and there's seasons where players put it all together in one year. Uh, that's happened before. Uh, but it requires the, you know, like I mentioned earlier, the the incremental perf- uh, improvement in certain areas for all players, pitchers, position players. But it can happen. You energized? You, you having as much fun as you, you ever have? Yeah, I, I still am. Uh, you know, the thing that Uh, you know, keeps me going as the players. Right. And I still enjoy the competition. I I still enjoy, you know, the the pregame talk about how we're going to win that night uh, and and watching it fulfill, you know, during the course of the game, Uh, physically, I feel good, uh, mentally good. I'm surrounded by great people, great coaching staff, Uh, front office has been great, you know, uh, You know, nobody loves the Rockies more than our owner. He's at every home game almost and travels a lot. He loves our team, loves our players, takes care of our players. Uh, And our our players enjoy Denver. I mean, that's the thing that for me has stood out here for my six years is that every player who comes through here, and you talk to players who've been with other organizations who've come through the Rockies and are now retired, have really enjoy their time here because of so many things that the city has to offer. So many things, uh, or should I say the people in our organization, uh, provide. So, uh, things are good, Drew. Thanks good. guys like you, uh, you know, the, in the broadcasting world and the media world, uh, are fair and tough. Uh, but I, but I like that, right. Cause you guys care. So, uh, all good for me. Thank Harry, you. good luck to you, man. Thanks, Drew. Thank you.
0: A large thank you, as always, to Buddy Black. Such a joy to be around. I have to tell you, working in baseball and working on a day-to-day basis with a guy like Buddy in what we do for a living, you know, broadcast games. We've been so fortunate for the Rockies. You know, you go back to Clint Hurdle. Clint was a blast to to be around. He's he's back with the organization again, as I think many of you know. uh, You know, and then there was Jim Tracy, who's one of the funniest people I've ever met in baseball. Love Tracy. Then on to Walt Weiss, who I adore. He's a friend. Uh, Just, you know, stand-up guy. Uh, Sneaky, funny. Sneaky, witty. And then on to Buddy, who's great. I mean, if you found somebody who said, "Oh yeah, I know Buddy Black. I don't like him," then you pretty much that—that's the old line where you pretty much know whoever told you that story, that guy's a jackass because it's—it's impossible not to like Buddy Black and not to respect Buddy Black on top of it. Couple items, as always, before we get on out of here. Congrats to Kansas National Champions. What a run by Hubert Davis. And North Carolina. I was pulling for Carolina. I think a lot of people were. Great story. Uh, don't know Hubert Davis well. Got to to know him a very little bit when Walt Davis, his uh, uncle, was my partner on Nuggets broadcasts uh, half a lifetime ago. And just uh, as you as he came across on television, such a likable guy, kind of like Buddy, and uh, good for their success. Uh, and they, they, they were in a position in the first half, thought they were going to win in a cakewalk, and Kansas came back. So Rock Chalk Jayhawk, congrats to Kansas. Biggest thing on my mind, in addition to the Rockies starting, is Tiger, man. You know how big a Tiger fan I am, just like all of you. He's the greatest athlete of my lifetime. Jordan's up there, but uh, he, you just can't take your eyes off him. And here he is, whatever, I don't know, whatever it is, 15 months after a horrific car accident, and... He's going to tee it up at Augusta. And my favorite line from his press conference, because, again, we're taping this on a Wednesday, so it, it'll it begin tomorrow morning. And as you listen to this, depending on when you listen to us, you'll, you'll know, did he make the cut? How did he do? That sort of thing. Uh, but the fact that he's there, number one, is, is huge. But I love the question during his press conference that said, you know, Tiger, you've always said that you'll only, you know, put a peg in the ground if you think you can win. And he immediately said, I do. He said, this is about walking around on my leg. He goes, my golf game? He goes, I like where my golf game is. I just love the supreme confidence. And it's not its not the arrogance that I think some people felt permeated from him when he was younger. He's likable now. His story is such an original one because there's never been anything like him before. Re- almost in any sport. So I'm thrilled, man. I'm all in on Tiger. Somebody asked me, um, you know, what games I'm going to be watching on Thursday because the Rockies don't open until Friday. And I said, you know, I'll probably have some on. He goes, but honestly, I'm going to be all in on the Masters. I'm going to be watching coverage of, of – I'm going to be on Tiger Watch. That's what I'm going to be doing. So I'm thrilled thrilled for that. I'm thrilled to see how it unfolds for, for Tiger at Augusta this week. And um, it's why we love sports, man, when, when you have – the very, very occasional, unbelievable athlete that comes on the scene. And he's been on the scene now for going on three decades. Crazy. Listen, enjoy opening day. Enjoy the Rockies ride in 2022. Hopefully it's filled with uh, some great stories and uh, a lot of wins. We'll see. We'll be uh, here to narrate it uh, on AT&T We'll also be uh, here to, uh, on a weekly basis, break things down on this podcast. Appreciate you telling your friends about what we do here. Make sure you do the same for Patrick Lyons at DNVR, the DNVR Rockies daily podcast, and all of the good product they turn out in print and on podcasts with DNVR, carrying all and covering all of the uh, sports in the Rocky Mountain region. Again, enjoy opening day as the Rockies take on the Dodgers in the opening week of the season. We'll do it again in a week. Thanks again to Buddy Black. Y'all take care. Be well.